This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. I'm Matthew. And I'm Molly. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have any. Except today, actually, we are talking about... Maybe foods that you can have. We're talking about <laughs> meal train meals, which, you know, yeah. if, if you're if you're a friend of ours, a friend of the show, maybe we've and delivered a meal train need. to you. Yeah, maybe yeah. we have. Yeah, maybe check we your, have. Check your, uh, your porch <laughs> or, uh, or mailbox. Mm-hmm. Yep. See if we've delivered a meal train to you. Uh, so I was responsible for researching this episode, and I did think for a minute about, like, researching the history of meal train as, like, a website. And then I was like, nope. I was wondering the same thing, like, is this is this like a uh, trademark term or what? Yeah, so I don't know if the meal train lawyers are going to come after us or, like, if they're going to come and, uh, and like, dump, uh, like, you know, meal, like, money train boxes of money on us for promoting their website, I guess. Money train, was that like a, like a, yeah, pay- a- paycheck lending or, like, a payday lender? Oh, that, I think that's Money Tree. Money Train oh. was a movie with... I'm trying to remember who was in it, I did see it. It was like a like a fun like dumb thriller movie from the '90s. Oh yeah, Wesley Snipes and Woody Harrelson, of course, and Jennifer Lopez. That's so just right. just some like minor actors that you've never heard of. Yeah, for those who maybe are outside the U.S. or are not familiar with Meal Train as like a website or a concept, basically what we're talking about is the phenomenon where some people in need or the people who are going through a tough time, a bunch of friends bring them food and generally sign up to do this like on a certain schedule or whatnot. So, so that you don't like have everyone converge on your house on the same night, all with the same lasagna. That's exactly right. Yeah. So, you know, like when you and I both had our first children, my first Mm -hmm. child, your only child, I don't remember there being a website for this. I know I have two children now, Matthew. Isn't this weird? It it is it is weird and like I'm kind of jealous. Does that make sense? Mm, well, you're welcome to borrow my second. Uh, oh, we will. You want we to. are going to. Yeah, for okay. sure. Anyway, so I really don't know when a website was created to make this easy because it didn't 
I didn't have one when June was born. And I don't sure. know if it's just because we were kind of the first of our friends to need <laughs> meal deliveries because of having a baby. Do you remember any any organized system like this when December was born? No, I know people brought us stuff. I was trying to remember, think if I could remember like anything specific that people brought us when December was born. And I don't like that was so long ago. And it, it was kind of a busy time. <laughs> and and, oh. uh, and also, <laughs> I like I don't remember what we said on the show, like seconds after we finished recording it. How could I remember like which lasagna people brought to my house 20 years ago? Well, I do remember things oh, that oh, were oh. brought to me when oh, June okay. was born. Oh, I do too, because I brought at least one. Yes. In part, I remember them because they were brought by people who are like still in my life and still cooking me the same delicious foods like you. Oh, yeah. We'll no, talk all about the, in a all of, the, of our friends from when December was born, like they are like- They stopped being your friends. <laughs> right. Like like we, we, we put them on, they're canceled. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, each, each of them did a different bad thing. <laughs> A different bad thing. That sounds yeah. like, is that your next novel? A different bad a, a thing? A different bad things. It's a really good phrase, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so I kept a baby book for June, you know, and like many parents who keep a baby book, you know, I kept it pretty well updated for maybe the first year and a half of June's life. And then mm -hmm. it's just got like a few plastic bags with like lost teeth in it for the rest of the years. <laughs> Uh, did you save sure. December's teeth, by the way? No, no, no. Um, and you know, you know, like since since we're having like, uh, yeah, which which I don't regret at all. Uh, but like <laughs> one thing, one thing I do regret is like, did you take any videos of June when they were young? I took a couple. We had just gotten iPhones. And so right. I, I did take some. And I have a classic video, I mean, classic within our family of June around age two that yeah. I, is beloved to me. So I took, uh, even though I like had the ability to take videos, we had a digital camera that could take videos. I took one like five second video of December when they were little, and that's all we've got. It is of them saying the word "bump." <laughs> oh, oh! Well, that sounds like a really good thing to have a yeah. video of. Yeah. Anyway, what I was going to say is, in June's baby book, I wrote down what people brought us food wise and otherwise in the first couple of weeks, because I remember, you know, since we didn't have like an organized schedule for friends bringing us food, um, we did kind of have people just like calling the morning of and being like, can I drop off some banana bread or whatever? Yeah. And it all kind of arrived in a flood. And I remember just feeling, I don't know, I mean, uh, a sort of a glow with feeling really cared for. So I wrote down a lot of the stuff, like for instance, Matthew, yeah. I have written down that you and Lori brought over Sichuanese beef with celery and some yes. rice, which you also recently brought us upon the birth of Ames. Yes. Yeah, I know we made, yeah. a, we made a double recipe both times. I was going to ask, actually, because I was like, this is going way farther than a single recipe would go. Yeah. Well, okay, before we get into talking about things that we've received or cooked for meal trains, Matthew, do you have a memory lane of meal train? <laughs> Uh, I've just Itch. just a little bit, yeah. So so uh, definitely, I do remember bringing that over when uh, when June was born. Like I've one memory of receiving meal train. Like uh, you know, I know we did get some when uh, when December was born, but like I said, I don't remember that very well. When I had surgery a few years ago and was uh, and was pretty like down and out for uh, down and out is not the right word. <laughs> like down for the count for uh, for uh, like a 
week or two, like uh, people brought over some some really nice meals. I'm sure you brought something. But what I remember was friend of the show, Becky Selingut, made this uh, twist on Mapo Dofu that uh, was uh, served with uh, like a chawan mushi, like like a Chinese equivalent of chawan mushi, like egg custard. And so you like spoon spoon the uh, Mapo Dofu onto the egg custard and uh, and eat it together. It was one of the best things I've ever eaten. Wow. And she's never brought it over for me again. Wow. Wow. Well, uh, it sounds like she, you're putting, are you so putting her on blast? A lot. I'm putting her on blast. How we haven't dare put anybody you, on blast in a long time. <laughs> I know. Do you, have you, <laughs> I was, I was going to add to the agenda and then I was like, no, we can't actually talk about this. Like whether, whether you want to put on blast anyone who brought you something you didn't like. Um, <laughs> Cause I'm I was putting telling... Becky on blast for, for bringing me something that was too good. And like, I'm too lazy to make myself and <laughs> I have no reason to, to ask her to make it for me. I was just upstairs talking to Ash and to a listener of the show, Sarah Atwood. Shout out to Sarah Atwood, who just Hi, dropped off a meal train item for us this evening, in fact. Anyway, <laughs> it, and I was... It really sounds like what you're leading up to is, and it sucks. No, no. I was I was <laughs> telling them, they, Sarah was like, what, what's your topic tonight? And I was like, well, actually, meal train meals. And Ash, for a second, was like, don't... I, I'm afraid this mm -hmm. might backfire. Because I was like... Oh, right. I was like, I, I feel a little bit nervous about talking about meal train foods that I've liked because then like mm. uh, the people I don't mention, are they going to feel sad? But you know, the truth is not very many of my friends listen to this show. So yeah, your friends don't listen to the show. And like, yeah. you can always just like blame baby brain. Like, you know, That's I true. just like, you know, my mind's like a sieve. Like I only remember these meals and the other ones were great too. Yes, that's great. I'll do that. And and maybe yep. that's just a disclaimer that I'm going to have you say for me, like you just did at the top yeah, of the show. Okay. Like, yeah, like at the big disclaimer at the top of the show, like any any meals that Molly doesn't remember, she liked those just as well as the ones that she mentioned. That's exactly right. So, you know, in uh, are you done with your memory lane? I didn't mean uh, to. Yeah, that's it. Okay. So I have to say that, I mean, I think my experience with like meal deliveries in times of need, let's say, dates back to when my dad was dying, um, mm -hmm. like almost 21 years ago now. And that was the first time that Ed Fretwell soup entered my life. Oh, which I was, I'm sure I, you mentioned that in a homemade life, but I didn't remember. Oh yes. Yeah. yeah. I did mention it in a homemade life. I feel like Ed Fretwell soup has always been with us. I know. Right. But anyway, yeah. Ed and Barbara brought over a big like Dutch oven of Ed Fretwell soup. And that was the first time I ever had it. And that was, I, I still remember meals that people brought over when my dad was sick. Like I remember some friends of my parents bringing over a salad that had shaved fennel, Kalamata olives, and like orange Supremes in it. Nice. And what I remember about it is I had just started liking fennel and I had just started liking olives. You know, I was like 24. And I remember also being really impressed that like they had separated out the different ingredients for the mm -hmm. salad so that the oranges didn't make the lettuce soggy. And like, I I'm going to talk a little bit more about this in a minute, but I think yeah. this is like um, a, a level of meal train that I aspire to myself like real thoughtfulness and care. And yeah, I feel like I had some really good early examples of what it means to cook for somebody who needs some help for a little bit. Yeah. Matthew, I was also yes, going to mention me. 
Recently, when my mom had surgery last fall, my mom was really feeling ill because of the pain medications that they gave her. Sure. And it was nighttime and we, I think, had missed the cutoff for ordering from the cafeteria. And I contacted you and you (laughs) made Charlie Brigham soup, which is a really simple like chicken broth noodle, like egg drop kind of soup. Yeah. I'm never, by the way, going to remember that Charlie Brigham soup and Ed Fretwell soup are different things. And if you ask me to like say which one each one is, I would would fail that test. Well, it was a rainy night and you live like a couple train stops from the hospital where we were and you came and delivered delivered this delicious, you know, really like a uh, good convalescent food yeah. for my mom. And it was the only thing that she could sort of manage to, to eat that night. And even though it wasn't a meal train, technically, I consider it. No, uh, I think, I think like, delivery. like, uh, you know, it's spiritually it is. <laughs> um, spiritually. And uh, yes. would, would you say that I saved her life? I would say that. I would say okay, that. Great. You know, I, you know, hold on. I want to go back to this idea of, of, of spirituality because I think the meal train is a, is a, is a, is a as, as our show always does. Yeah. This is on being with Molly Weisenberg. Oh, yeah, Weisenberg. with Krista Tippett. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I, I'm I mean, the new host. Oh, okay, cool. Um, yes. And, that's, a, that's a pretty big promotion it, <laughs> from, <laughs> from spilled milk to on being. Yeah. It is. It is. Yeah. And I, I began by asking always, Matthew, what is the the spiritual like origin of your your what is the spiritual dimension of your background? Mm, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, you're actually asking me that? I, no, I don't know. I'm not. Okay. <laughs> I mess, I messed up her opening question anyway. Yeah, I totally don't remember what it is it. either. It's, it's something, something like that. about like, you know, like what was spirituality when you were growing up? Yeah. Which is how, um, which is what we talk about on all food and comedy shows. Yeah, I think it, it was, for me, the answer would be it was, it was matzah bride during Passover. That was, that was it. That sounds right. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, but what I was going to say is that I think that meal train is, I was going to say meal train is a state of mind, but meal yeah, train is, is. Uh, I think it. <laughs> I have no idea what you're going to say. Next. No, meal train is like a, <laughs> you know, like a, we try not to be like, uh, overly sentimental on the show, but I feel like this yes. is maybe one of our more like useful, maybe community affirming episodes. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, because I think that the meal train is like uh, perhaps you know one of the few ways that we can regularly help out people around us. Yeah. And I mean, it's only for some of us is the point to to like beat everyone else and bring the best thing. That's right. That's exactly right. Yeah, no, and probably this this practice of bringing people meals when they're in need may have predated the mealtrain.com website. It's, I'm not it's sure. It's possible. <laughs> it's possible. So, Matthew, other than Becky's egg custard mapo tofu, what kinds of things do you want to receive, do you think? It, like, if yeah. someone were cooking for you in a moment of need, what kinds of things do you think you'd want? That's a good question. 
Really, I would like what what I would like most is is to like make it for easy for people and say just like bring me like whatever whatever you feel like making that it makes me happy to like feel like I'm not inconveniencing people and like I am I'm definitely one of those people who like you know will uh, hesitate to ask for help because I don't want to bother people, but definitely like you know bread based things are really good like uh, you know like a loaf of a big loaf of uh, unless I'd like once one time I had dental surgery and that really sucked. Um, oh, I remember you ate a lot of pudding. Was, yeah, I ate a ton of pudding, which was which was good. But man, like that was the worst. That was that was like, you know, worse than getting major surgery because because I couldn't eat normally. But uh, yeah, so so I would love like uh, like a big like uh, Grand Central loaf or, uh, you know, Seawolf Baker's loaf or uh, something something like that. And like bread and sauce like that's that's like some serious comfort food for me that I feel like it's easy for people to bring like, you know, you know, work up like any kind of, uh, you know, braised chicken with sauce, but also like if you just made some like uh, meat sauce and brought it to me uh, and uh, with some bread. That just with a awesome. loaf of bread instead yeah, of pasta? Like, you know, maybe bring some pasta that I can like cook with the meat sauce, but also some bread, like just dipping bread into, yeah. into meat sauce. Like if, if like I'm in like a tough spot, that that sounds really good to me. Oh, I like that. Lasagna, absolutely. You know, what kind of lasagna? Would you want a meat lasagna? What, what um, would you want? Like, I don't really like ricotta in lasagna, although I will eat it if I if I have to. So but like any any like non ricotta lasagna, I'm all over it which I know is a very popular lasagna ingredient, but I'm like, you know, I'm looking after me here. Yeah, yeah. Well, and the beauty of the old uh, Meal Train website is that you can say like what you're not into. That's, it's kind of oh, like, it's kind of yeah. like grinder. It is or, like that, yeah. Like you can say what you're into and what you're not this into. This reminds me, is there such a thing, and like I did a little Googling and didn't get very far, is there such a thing as Tinder for friends? <laughs> Like, oh, not, I think not there like, is. You don't think there is? No, I do, do th think there is. Yeah. I think there are absolutely. Um, yeah. In fact, I think that I think that somebody I know, maybe my niece. I have a niece who is like around thirty, and I think that she mentioned using an app like to find like-minded friends. I, yeah, I want to. I want to like Tinder up some some friends in the neighborhood and uh, and just like hang out. Um, like and and eat sauce and bread. And eat sauce and eat sauce and bread. Yeah, I realized recently, like I don't really have like any friends, like other other than like my brother and occasionally you to talk about indie rock with, which is like my favorite thing. And like I am surrounded, like I live on Capitol Hill. Like there are like a million people, like you know, <laughs> 50 fifty ish guys who want to talk about indie rock, and like the people they live with are sick of hearing about it. Like we should hang out. Uh, Matthew, this seems like something that maybe our Reddit could could help yeah, you out with. Maybe so. Okay. Or just like, yeah, if you live in the neighborhood uh, and, and want to hang out and talk and specifically talk indie rock, uh, uh, contact at SpilledMilkPodcast.com. Wow, this is like a meal train for friends. It's like a meal train for, for friends, yeah. For your ears and your brain. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Yes. Wait, is there, a, there must be a podcast whose slogan is a, a meal for your ears. Oh, sure. There right? must be. There yeah. must be. We'll make a meal of your ears. Mm, mm -hmm. Yes. Cook okay, them where into... were we? Okay, so yeah. So like I want you so to bring what's, you, what's easy for you. Things you want you, me to bring. But, uh, but like, you know, bread bread and sauce sounds really good. Like, you know, any any pasta that's going to reheat well. Do you, you want know? any dessert or snacks? 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay, talk to me about dessert and snacks, because these things are important and I think often overlooked on a meal train. Bring me like a, you know, a half gallon. It's not a half gallon anymore. They reduce the size. But like, you know, the the, uh, quart plus size of private selection ice cream, any flavor is fine. Okay. Um, Okay. And uh, snacks, like nuts. You know, I need, I'm going to, I'm going to need like a, like a hearty (laughs) snack. Okay. <laughs> and I'm okay. not just talking about like like at some future point. I mean I mean like in a few minutes. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Do you want any baked goods or desserts? If you're making them, I'm taking them. Okay. Um, okay. So yeah, like if you want to make a pie, like I'm not, I'm not big on cake, although I do like some of the snacking cakes from that snacking cakes book. I do enjoy very much, but like, uh, yeah, if you're going to make like a, like a handmade double crust fruit pie and, oh. and just like, and just leave it on your windowsill, like I'll come to you and steal it. Okay. But yeah, like, okay. I don't know, like, you know, I'm stumbling over this because like, I really want to be easy. Like that's what I'm going to put that's on my, so on my, my friend profile. You know, I, I feel like. Is something that I'm trying to get a little better at. I mean, we have, so like I said, when June was born, we didn't have any sort of like organized and ongoing delivery of meals. Mm-hmm. And it has been so different this time around with Ames, who is- Has, it, has know, it been better? It's been incredible. Yeah. So we had we had a couple, we have a number of friends now for whom we have prepared and delivered meals, particularly after they've had babies, but you know, other Did things too. Did you meet too. them on Friend Grinder? I met them on Friend Grinder, which is when you take your friends, you put them <laughs> yeah, in a blender the and you Fargo? make new friends yeah. out of your old friends. <laughs> the end of the movie Fargo, that was a Friend Grinder That's right. scenario. <laughs> That's right. That's exactly right. Yep. Uh, it's like a wood chipper, uh-huh. but for friends. Anyway, what I was going to say is- Yeah, sorry. Um, when when the time came, like when we were getting close to having this baby, a friend said, I will set up a meal train for you. And we were like, oh, my God, thank you. Because it is mm-hmm. one of those things that feels weird to set up for yourself. Like, sure. here, we need food. So we basically just had a friend do it for us using all these email addresses we gave her. Yeah. But we, you know, indicated how often we wanted food, what time we wanted it delivered. And I kind of looked at other people's meal trains to get an idea of this because I was oh, like, what so is smart. normal? Like, how often can I ask for food? And what we wound up asking yeah. for food every Monday, Thursday, and Saturday. Okay. Since Ames was born on January 19th, we have gotten a delivery of food almost every Monday, Thursday, and Saturday. That's great. And it has been incredible. And it's still rolling, like as we it's as we speak. It's still rolling. It's going to end. That. It's going to end. Actually, I believe it ends on the Thursday that this episode airs, March sixteenth. Okay. How did you um, How did you decide like when to end it? Like, do you think how How long do you think you could have dragged it out before people got <laughs> suspicious? You know, I was hoping I could drag it out for like the first year. Yeah. Uh huh. But when I saw that other people sort of wrapped it up around two months, I yeah. thought, okay. Yeah. I mean, you are getting to that that period where like, you know, you know, Ames is not a brand new baby anymore. And and like uh, I'm like I'm back to work doing things like taking you're back this to work podcast. doing things like like uh, you know, working and working in the podcast minds. And yep. yeah, but like like there's there's a really tough time like after like the everybody's coming over to see the baby and bringing stuff. <laughs> Yes. phase like that's real that's really rough at like that you know two to four month mark maybe well it's been so hold on this episode is just going way deep on uh, it really is 
but and we what have so I wanted many to, segments coming. What up. I what I wanted to say <laughs> is that we bought a chest freezer on OfferUp for like a yes. hundred bucks before he was born because a friend was giving us some of her expressed breast milk and we needed a freezer to put it in because yeah. our regular freezer is very small. And I have been so grateful for this chest freezer because, well, let's head into the kinds of things that I like to receive yeah. and that I have been receiving. Yes. And I will tell you about the ones that I have then like sort of frozen part of for later. Okay, yeah. All right. So for instance, Matthew, you mentioned lasagna. Mm-hmm. A friend of ours made us a nine by 13 pan of lasagna and it was the ricotta based kind. But I got to say lasagna is, I think, the perfect meal to give yeah, to someone. Yeah, it's kind of number one. It is absolutely number one because it reheats beautifully. You can eat it for days. I think mm-hmm. we ate off that thing for like four and a half days. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, lasagna, another friend made us a big batch of Arabiata pasta sauce. Yes. And did delivered- Did you dip bread in it? We did not dip bread in it, but she delivered it hot with freshly cooked cavatappi pasta that yes. was also still hot. And wow. get this, Matthew, a little jar of the pasta cooking water. <gasps> it, this is like next level. Yeah. So uh-huh. that- We just sort of dumped all this stuff in like a pan and just brought it all up to temp together. And then she'd given us like some Parmesan. So smart. So smart. I would have never thought to do that. How how did she keep the pasta from sticking? Was it oiled a little? I have no idea. She must have oiled it a little bit because, yeah, it didn't stick. But then again, the other thing is the sauce was pretty oily. And so, you know, even if we had just dumped kind of like a block of cooked pasta into a pan with the sauce... I think we would have been able to break it up. Yeah. Okay. Um, the other thing is, and I've never had anybody go to this level. Her husband mixed us little jars of cocktails. Oh. Unbelievable. So right now, as we tape this episode, I'm drinking a Negroni. Yeah, that was see it. given to us as part of our meal train. Isn't that incredible? That's amazing. Yeah, I know we didn't get that. In fact, like like nobody was drinking Negronis back then. I, I would never, like I am not that good of a meal trainer. Like I would never do that. I mean, no. maybe now I will, but that is some next level stuff. It is. So that's been awesome because the pasta was sort of the gift that kept giving and it was delicious and the perfect texture. Yeah. Okay, Matthew, you that's have me. brought me Sichuanese beef with celery. Yeah. So this, can I talk about this a little bit? Yeah. So this is this is a, uh, a Sichuanese recipe where you stir fry some ground beef, like, like you know, not too lean ground beef with uh, celery and uh, like like chopped celery, so so it uh, stays you know it's crisp because it's celery, but gets a little bit tender, and like some uh, hot bean paste and a little little soy sauce and uh, vinegar, I think black I vinegar, say. yeah, yeah, black vinegar, and so so it's got some some acidity to it, uh, some spice, and it's uh, like it's it's made to be a dish that you can eat w- with a lot of rice. Yes. It's not like you would think of as like a, a stir fry, you know, like, you know, stir fried chicken with some vegetables. It's more like a, a very tasty, intense relish to, to put on your rice. And it's great. Yeah. And I think I tend to put more of it on my rice than is intended. Oh, or that's than, fine. It's than your, maybe it's might your be done food. in Sichuan province. But oh my God, it's so delicious. And it is one of those things where the flavors 
only sort of deepen and gel as the days go by. So I think that is an ideal meal train thing too, because you can eat off it for many days. Oh yeah. Soups. Oh my God. Okay. So for the first couple of weeks after Ames was born, uh, some friends of ours would come and pick June up and take them to school. Yeah. Like a, two like a kid train. of those mornings, like a kid train. <laughs> two of those mornings, they texted and were like, "Look out on your porch, special delivery." Oh, they traded. They traded and, soup for a child. That's, that's a exactly good deal. Right. Is a super that's a good, good deal, deal for everyone. Yeah, really good deal. One morning, it was a paper bag with two large glass jars of lentil soup in mm-hmm. it. So delicious for lunch. Another day, and this was like over the top, Matthew. It was a basket with a huge bowl of sourdough bread in it, Mm -hmm. still warm. And our friend Leslie makes homemade sourdough that is better than most bakery sourdough. And this was her homemade sourdough at like 8.05 in the morning with a stick of Kerrygold salted butter, Mm -hmm. a jar of peanut butter, and a jar of strawberry jam. Wow. I have never, I mean, I, I I nearly wept. It was the most beautiful sight. I want to make reservations for the 805 sourdough. Right? Yeah. It was incredible. I I would have never thought, I love that you mentioned bread as sort of something you would want to receive on a meal train, bread and comforting things to dip it in, because I could not believe how much just like creature comfort I got mm-hmm. out of this freshly baked bread and salted yeah. butter. I mean, it sounds like, like, a, like, a, like it's kind of warm, it's warm, it's round. Uh, it's got, <laughs> got some heft to it. It sounds, it sounds like this, this loaf may have been better than the baby. It, it, it was. Yeah. It was. Okay. Don't tell, don't tell the baby. Okay. I, I won't record that part. Hey, look at you. Florist by day, student by night. Student by day, nurse by night. Since 1998, Penn State World Campus has led the charge in online education, offering access to more than 175 in-demand programs taught by our expert faculty. We offer flexible schedules, scholarships, and tuition plans to help you reach your educational goals online. Penn State World Campus delivers on your time. Click the ad or visit worldcampus.psu.edu to learn more. That's worldcampus.psu.edu to learn more. A couple other things that I want to mention that I think yeah. are standout things to give somebody for a meal train that we have received recently. We got a really good batch of white chicken chili from some Smart. friends. White chicken chili with cornbread muffins. And I'm pretty sure they were like jiffy muffins because they were so good. Oh, yes, of course. That was fantastic and lasted us for multiple lunches. Another thing was, so there's this recipe on Smitten Kitchen that is for ginger pork meatballs. I'm looking it up now. That are, I think she calls them ginger pork meatballs in coconut broth. And basically Mm. you make this coconut milk broth that has turmeric in it and some Thai chilies and basil. And you cook cook these pork meatballs in there that have a lot of fresh ginger in them. You eat it with rice. And it also is one of those things that gets better as the days go by. It makes a huge batch because you start with like two pounds of ground pork. And some friends brought this to us. I It's something that I had made many times and some friends brought it to us. 
It was even better when somebody else made it. Mm, This sounds so good. Oh my God, it's so good. You put on here that someone brought a big block of cookie dough. Oh my God. So when I went to pick up June one day at school, this woman who I actually don't know very well, our kids are in the same class, but we don't know each other very well. She handed me a bag. It was like a gallon-sized freezer bag. And in it was like a block of something heavy. It was a human head <laughs> wrapped in <laughs> wrapped in parchment. And anyway, she had written in Sharpie on the Ziploc bag and it said, oatmeal chocolate chip cookies, bake at 375, 10 to 12 minutes. That's awesome. That is so smart. Oh my God, it was so smart because we've just been like, for like a week, we baked off like a few cookies each night. Yeah. I would have never thought of that. So here's what I want to like really get to about this episode, which is that I feel like uh, there is an art to cooking for other people, people who really like need people some, who need people, people who need people. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I kind of didn't I kind of feel like I hadn't been nailing it very well prior to being on the receiving end this time. Ah, and I so think I'm going to do better in the future. Game. I think this is up to my game because the truth is in the past, I have sort of defaulted to like, I'll bring you Delancey pizza and salad and cookies, which I think people are excited about, but I mean, I would be excited about that. Yeah. But leftover pizza is really only tasty for like 24 hours. Yeah. And so it's not something that you can like nibble on for lunches for a whole week, like lasagna or Sichuanese beef with celery. Yeah. I also think that, I don't know, in the past I've done like Marcella Hazan's tomato sauce with butter and onion and like a bag of pasta. Mm -hmm. That's good. I think that's good, but I think that I would like beef it up in the future, like be sure Sure. to deliver a vegetable Mm -hmm. and maybe deliver dessert. Like the people who have given us homemade desserts, we have received a lot of muffins and quick breads Mm -hmm. and I never get tired of them. I eat at least one serving of quick bread or one muffin every day and half for the past six weeks. Yeah. So yeah, I feel like yeah, I, I want to be more generous in the future. I, I would love to be more generous in the future. Not, yeah. I mean, like not not like right away, but like sometime, sometime like far in yeah. the future. Yeah, you don't, and um, you don't have to make it be with your money. It can just right. be with your. It can just be with just, your. Just food. with like the 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 most uh, the most minimal possible gesture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm about. Mm-hmm. Um, I I would be curious to hear from from listeners about like what what are the kind of traditions are there around this like in other countries and other cultures yeah Uh, because i have a feeling that it is a lot more sophisticated and has been for a long time like you know not not that it is you know it has not been a thing like in in the u.s but i think i think this is a thing that there are like you know traditions and uh strategies around in uh, in other cultures that would be interesting. Well, and I think that, you know, I don't know if this counts, but, you know, I know that there are maybe Ita- like I think either Italian or German traditions, like when you move into a new house, somebody yeah. brings you such and such. Uh, certainly right. there are That's traditions what I'm thinking, like, around. Are there spe- like specific yeah. foods that everybody knows are like the local meal train food? Yeah. Anyway, but it's uh, – yeah, God, I don't know how I'm supposed to start cooking for us again. Oh, yeah, that's going to be tough. I don't want to. 
<laughs> yeah, no, I've been I've been on vacation for two weeks and uh, I'm kind of dreading getting back into cooking when I get home. Yeah, yeah. I did make, there's a new cookbook or it's probably not even very new anymore at this point, but it's called I Dream of Dinner by Ali Slagle, who, yeah. who works for the New York Times. And I made a really delicious like shrimp scampi stew out of mm. that last week. And it was like the first thing I had cooked like cook cooked, like had to go buy ingredients for in a month. And I had really mixed feelings about it. I felt like <laughs> it just felt like a lot of work. Yeah. Well, good, good for you. Good for Stu. Um, good for Stu. Good for, good for making. I'm sure that, that scampi was not skimpy. <laughs> oh boy. Nice one, Matthew. Uh, should we, should we move on to segments? <laughs> Let's move on to segments. Yes. Matthew, hold on. Yeah. So you're still in Tokyo while we're taping this. Mm -hmm, that's right. Which I don't I don't think we've clarified yet in this episode. Yeah. Uh whatcha snacking? Hey, whatcha snacking? You gotta tell me what you're snacking. Or I'll release the kraken. So whatcha snacking? Whatcha snacking? I'm snacking on something that is uh seems to have gotten more popular here but is definitely available in other countries as well it is uh it goes under a few different brand names uh the one i've seen is waza waza kachiwade senbei and it is senbei rice crackers but that have been crunched into pieces like big like kind of hefty chunks before getting like uh, brushed with soy sauce and toasted and so you get more surface area and so like more soy sauce flavor and now they come in spicy and the spicy and so ones are so good <laughs> Is Waza Waza like a brand? So, so Waza Waza means means uh, like deliberately. So, so the the name translates is like deliberately crushed or deliberately broken. And I, it seems, as far as I can tell, like there are like a couple of different brands. But what you're looking for is not like like the brand name, but a bo a bag of, of like a cellophane bag of what are obviously broken sembe. It's it's not hard to recognize because it's like chunks of busted crackers and uh, the spicy <laughs> ones are in a red bag and uh, and they're like really good, like great chili flavor. Could I find these in the U.S.? Yeah. So I have not seen the spicy ones at Awajimaya, although I've seen the regular ones. I imagine if they don't already have the spicy ones, they're coming soon. And you, Molly, I'm bringing you some from Tokyo. I was going to ask if you yeah. would. Okay. Okay. Yeah, including oh, they, that have, they have delicious. like individual size bags at the kombini. Oh my god, yeah. that's brilliant. Okay, Molly, um, what you snacking? I've been snacking. Uh, in particular, I've been snacking at like three in the morning. Of course. So, you know, I'm starting to figure out like why it is that we don't usually eat all night, and it's because we're asleep. <laughs> <laughs> when we're not asleep, it turns out we get hungry, and we is me. Yeah, we is me, right? We is me. <laughs> and so I've been kind of vacillating between a spoonful of peanut butter, which is always satisfying, mm -hmm. but I get a little tired of it, and whatever uh, muffin or quick bread we have recently been delivered. And I got to say that the winner lately has been this pumpkin bread that was delivered by my mom's friend, Tony, okay. who I know I have mentioned. Is this um, Tony 2 or Tony 3? This is Tony 2. Tony okay. 3 kind of fell off the face of the earth. Mm, that yeah. can that can happen to a Tony. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, she called it shaker cornmeal pumpkin bread with toasted walnuts. Mm -hmm. But basically, it's a pumpkin bread that has walnuts in it and cornmeal. And I would not have thought that the cornmeal would make such a huge difference. It doesn't make a huge difference in the texture. It makes a huge difference in the flavor. You get so much cornmeal flavor 
along with the pumpkin and the toasted walnut. Yeah, that sounds good. I'm, I'm down for this. Awesome. And I you know who would really time. love this is wife of the show, Lori, who loves pumpkin things and loves cornbread. Okay. Well, I spent some time Googling the words shaker, cornmeal, pumpkin bread with toasted walnuts today and didn't really find anything that seemed like what Tony had given us. So I mean, ask, ask I'm Tony for beg. the recipe. Yeah. I'm going to beg for the recipe. You think, um, you think it's going to be hard to get her to give it up? I don't know. I don't know okay. how she, I, I haven't asked her for recipes before. Okay. So this yeah. is going to be a, a real will you, test. Will you like check back with us on this? I will. I will. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm feeling, uh, you know, I'm really glad that I'm talking about it today because I ate the last bit of it at three in the morning this morning. Oh yeah. You need to resupply. So yeah. So I need to resupply and I am glad to have memorialized it here. Well, it's still fresh in my mind. <laughs> yes. We need to set up a meal train for you now that you're going through this hard time <laughs> where you, I'm you out finished of my off. You're bread. out of pumpkin bread. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Guess what? We have a what? breaking new segment. Really? Yes. It's called Beak of the Week. <gasps> oh, and it's about do I need a bird. To... Okay. Sh- wait, should I look something up? Uh, yeah, yeah. So, so I can so see it? Google. Um, oh, wait. I know I found it. Oh, you got it? Okay. man. Okay, Matthew, tell us about this and then I'll give you my impressions. So uh, the beak of the week this week, and this may be the only time we do this segment, or I might have one more <laughs> next week, is the common kingfisher, Alcedo athis, which is called the Kawasemi in Japanese. In our neighborhood in Japan, there is a wonderful urban park called uh, Zempukuji Park. It's got uh, a really fascinating shrine in it. It's got two ponds, and it is known like throughout Tokyo as like one of the best places in Tokyo for bird watching. And so you go to this park, and what you do is you look for like uh, a photographer with a long ass zoom lens, or like uh, you know a few like old ladies gathered around peering at something, and you like see what they're looking at. And the most beloved bird of this park that attracts many different kinds of birds is the kawasemi, which is. Uh, a uh, kingfisher, which is a name that I had heard, but if you'd ask me, like, what does a kingfisher look like and what does it do, I'd be like, I don't know, it probably lives near the ocean and it catches fish. No, it lives uh, It lives at this pond, and it is a small bird, like smaller than a pigeon, like kind of between sparrow and pigeon size, kind of, like robin size, I guess. Okay. And it's got a big head and a ridiculously long, sharp beak and beautiful coloring. It's, it's a very silly-looking, beautiful bird, and like it is like a kitten in the sense that it is small and cute and programmed to kill uh, because <laughs> it will perch on a branch above the water peering down and when it sees a fish like a like a minnow sized fish it will like shoot down toward the water and it's not like it's diving it's more like it's falling like like you know kind of butt first at the water and like dives like you know a few inches snatches this fish and zooms back up to the branch and starts eating it and uh, apparently it always eats some head first. <laughs> it's just it's just a remarkable creature. Yes. And uh, every, well, everywhere I go now, it seems like I fall in love with some local bird that is not particularly rare. <laughs> I love your enthusiasm for this bird. And I think it is well-deserved. I mean, we should say that this bird appears to be like to have like a blue back and blue wings and a, an orange belly, which I oh, think yeah. seems very unusual. And then it has this long beak. And the thing with kingfishers is, well, I've wanted to see a kingfisher for a long time, Matthew. So yeah. I share oh. your enthusiasm. We have kingfishers here in Seattle, belted right. kingfishers, yes. which I have 
I have yet to see. Yeah, but I haven't seen one either. What I've always thought was so like endearing about them is their heads are huge. Huge head. For like their overall body size. Yeah. So anyway, I love that you've introduced this segment. Uh, I mean, you know, maybe introduced and and uh, I don't know, uh, closed it out on the same day. We'll We'll just have to find out. Yeah, I mean the the great another great thing. This is this is one of my favorite parks in the world. Now I'd never heard of it before we before we stayed in this neighborhood. Like posted in a couple places in the park, they've got bird boards where you can like look at uh, like you know figure out which bird you saw because you're going to see some weird birds and you're going to want to know what they are. And the bird board is here for you. Oh, the bird board. (laughs) Okay. Do we have any spilled mail? We do. This is from listener Casey. And is this Casey McMacken? Oh, I don't know. You want me to check? I mean, I think her, I think the spelling of her name is Is this someone you know? And, yeah, it is someone I know. Yeah, it's Casey, it's listener Casey McMacken. Well, hello, listener Casey. Here is the letter that you sent us. Matthew, I assume that was you whistling in an outtake of a recent episode. I am impressed. Any other hidden talents for each of you? Okay, well. I mean, we're both we're both really good at sex. Yeah, um, yeah, and but that like, is hidden under the covers. Uh, <laughs> that's but but that goes without saying. Um, I think my uh, like my only hidden talent, like that uh, that like might surprise people. Uh, I mean, it's not not because it's it's food related, and I'm sure I've talked about it on the show before. Is that I know how to hand sharpen knives, like uh, oh, with, that's with right. Japanese Japanese water stones. I don't know. Seems seems like it's the only it's the only like thing I know how to do with my hands correctly. <laughs> I guess. I thought you said you were good at sex. You're right. I, yeah. Okay. <laughs> those, those two things. Okay. But never, never at the same time. A hidden talent. You know, um, we know, I mean, we I know feel... you can quilt. We know you yeah, can sew. It turns out that I can quilt and I can sew. I can also you can knit. garden, but these things aren't hidden. But these things aren't hidden. I can ride horses. Yes. I don't know. Are there things that like, I, I don't have a good singing voice. I'm I think everybody think, knows like, that I enjoy dancing. Yeah. I definitely um, can't do anything like, you know, touch my tongue to my nose. I mean, I think I can't so, do stuff like that. I do I do think like uh, you know, like there's there's a difference between like enjoying dancing and being good at dancing and like if Molly is very good at dancing. Oh, thank um, you. So so I think I think that I'm we're I think we're gonna call that your hidden talent. Okay. I, okay, I am great. not. Like I will I will happily like enthusiastically fling myself about. The way I learned at like uh, you know punk rock shows in, in Portland, Oregon, when I was when I was a teenager, haven't progressed beyond that in terms of of dancing skills. But Molly has. Thank you, Matthew. Thank mm-hmm. you. Well, Casey, thanks for writing in. Matthew, do you have a now but wow this week? I do. So this is a musical pick, and uh, this is an artist called Shalom, whose album should be out by the time you hear this. The album is called Sublimation, and uh, the two singles that I've listened to f- so far are Happenstance and Soccer Mommy. And yes, Soccer <laughs> Mommy is a song about the band Soccer Mommy by a different artist, which I Wait think is Wait a minute, there's a band hilarious. called Soccer Mommy? There's an excellent indie band called Soccer Mommy that okay. I would also recommend, but this is, this is a song by Shalom about how much she likes listening to Soccer 
Mommy, which I it, just I just love. So Shalom is a bass player primarily and writes songs on bass. Uh, she makes like super like 90s influenced, like smart rock and roll with that's a little bit dancey. And you can kind of hear the the like bass playing influence, even though it's not bass heavy music. And to me, like I think she brings a lot of influences. But like what I hear a lot of is like uh, throwing muses, Juliana Hatfield three, like uh, that kind of like smart 90s uh, indie rock is, is coming through. And that makes me happy. And uh, Shalom grew up in South Africa and is now based in Brooklyn. And uh, her debut album, Sublimation, came out on March 10th. Delightful. Thanks, Matthew. I think that wraps it up for us. I think it really does. Our producer is Abby Circatella. Molly has a newsletter called I've Got a Feeling that you can find at mollyweisenberg.substack.com. Indeed. You can hop on our Reddit with other Spilled Milk listeners and maybe you can uh, find a friend for Matthew. <laughs> yeah, maybe you can uh, hop on other Spilled Milk listeners. Hop on other Spilled Milk listeners. They're a fun bunch. Yeah, it's a real, uh, it's to- a real hop on pop situation going on over there. Uh, nice, nice. Uh, all right. You can do that at everythingspilledmilk.reddit.com. And until until next time, uh, we are uh, feast. <laughs> we are. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh my god! I can't believe we made it this far without mentioning a movable feast. What does that have to do with anything? Nothing. But just doesn't what? that seem like what what a meal train is? Yeah, yeah, I guess it is. <laughs> like I don't even know what people like. Like, did Ernest Hemingway say that? Well, yeah, feast. It's a, it's no, a no, wait. no, but, title, but a movable right? feast. It's like a, it's like a, like a religious holiday term that, that, like, it's like a holiday that can fall on different days, right? Oh, this but then, is a show about spirituality. Oh God. Yeah, so like, open, open your mind and just see what comes out. <laughs> That's what I did to come That's... up with the closing joke. Okay, I'm Molly Weisenberg, <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm Matthew Amster Burton. Hang on, I'm saying I'm saying goodbye to a uh, kid of the show, June. Bye, Boo. Have fun. Will you close my door? <laughs>